Ezra 1 1, AMP 1 Now in the first year of Cyrus king of Persia, almost seventy years after the first Jewish captives were taken to Babylon, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might begin to be accomplished, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus king of Persia so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, Jeremiah 29 10-14. In this follow-up post from the previous cousin effect, we are going to mainly focus on how we can cause the word of God to materialize in our sphere of influence. We will also look at how we can protect ourselves from external effects caused by any other forces away from us, be it other people or circumstances surrounding us. We established three ingredients last time around, in this particular case these become the Word of God, His principles and standards, your mouth, confession and conviction, and the Spirit of God whom we have received. With these three the best we can do is go back in time and reflect on places where we have seen the ingredients being mixed and executed to show a visible effect which our natural eyes can testify about. In Genesis chapter 1, as mentioned in the first post briefly, God away from a formless and dark earth began to imagine a different view than what was. All this while, His Spirit was idle upon the formless earth, Genesis 1-2, until a raw material called words was given to Him, with that word He began to work light and form on the earth according to the imaginations of God. An invisible word from an invisible God by His invisible Spirit was able to cause a visible effect on a physical earth that we are on today. The world continues to follow the same principle whether godly or not, all the technology and innovations we are seeing today by the human hand came from an invisible world of imaginations. The imaginations were so strong to the point of pushing the human spirit inside the human physical body to work and produce the imaginations out. In the book of John chapter 1 we hear of how God decided to reunite with humanity, because of that idea His Word was sent to dwell with us in flesh form, John 1:14. In the Word's demonstrations of the life to come, of divinity in humankind, the Holy Spirit had to descent, and remain, in Him, John 1 32-33. After the Word had dwelt long enough among us, He was caught up forty days after His resurrection into the clouds and guess what followed next? The same Holy Spirit that descended on Him came to dwell in us on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts chapter 2. At that point the disciples in the upper room had the conviction, that is the Word in their spirit as imparted by the Master who had just left. What was missing was the right spirit that works on that word to produce God-desired results. As soon as the spirit came they began to speak, effects began to happen there and then, souls began to be saved as the mission of the Father was from the beginning, Acts 2 40-42, miracles began to happen in showing the power of God, Acts 8 6. Can you see the three ingredients at play there? The word in the apostles' hearts, their confession of the word and the Holy Spirit causing the desired effects to materialize. Time might limit us to list all the examples but let me just highlight them for your further study. The rescuing of Peter from prison after prayers were made for him, Acts 12 1-12, the rise of the lame man by the gate called beautiful after Peter openly declared that he had something to give to him, Acts 3 1-12, and the concern of Paul when he met disciples who had no idea of the Holy Spirit and had been baptized according to the baptism of John the Baptist, Acts 19 1-7. Why was it a concern to Paul that they received the Holy Spirit? It was because of the effectiveness of the believer's life and works in this world. It is very possible to be in control of events around you and even far from you, the key is in using what you received from God correctly in full knowledge. That is the offensive side how about the defensive side, how does one shield themselves from effects caused by their surroundings? Every second we are in collision with an atmosphere saturated with confessions and convictions as well as contrary spirits powered either by ignorance or by enemies deliberately, how do we ensure that we stay afloat from all kinds of forces? David in one of his Psalms made mention on how he prevailed such conditions. Read Psalms 23-4, appreciate the location that the writer is going to move through, a valley, that's a low place, and the shadow of death. 
If in the shadow then it means death itself is raised high enough to block the light meant for you. David was at his lowest level with death seemingly reigning, it's to the natural a hopeless situation yet David mentioned what kept him, choosing not to fear. Have you consumed enough of God's Word to that point of conviction? That is your defense system, holding on to the Word and standards of God no matter what and never giving in to fear of evil. Why not fear? Because the Spirit of God is not a spirit of fear, 2 Timothy 1 7, fear disturbs the working of His Spirit in us hence why evil wants you to fear. Once you fear you lose the power that causes any effects and that's exactly what the devil wants out of you. We thank God that David gave us such a key, remember it when you think you are at your lowest situation. To maybe show you the effects of fear and how it is the weapon of the devil, let's take a look at what Job said at one point. He confessed and it was recorded that which he feared the most had befallen him, Job 3:25. What he feared the most was losing God's protection which for a season he then lost for sure. Let's put it into sequence to be clear. Job was well protected but in that protection instead of being grateful to God that he was well shielded, he would spend times imagining life without God's protection and that would scare him. I would believe at one time the devil on his rounds passed by Job and saw him thinking on this and that was his motivation to go to God and mention that if not for his protection then Job wasn't convinced enough that he was secure. All that the devil had to do was to intensify and magnify those thoughts in Job, robbing all other imaginations in him and leaving just this one so that fear grew in him to the point of weakening the hedge around him. The weakening of the protection around Job gave the devil room to attack him. Can you see how Job paralyzed the same spirit protecting him and at the same time empowering a wrong one that works against him? A cause has to be generated before an effect is approved. Without a cause the devil couldn't attack Job, Job 2-3. There is no way you can power evil and godliness at the same time. When you empower godliness, the Spirit of God through and by faith because of your conviction to His Word, you will be weakening the power of evil. It's either light or darkness that's why they were separated. The Bible says negative words, that is words spoken without knowledge, by a believer, darken the counsels of God, Job 38 2, in other words negative words are contrary to the function of the Spirit of God, it's like diesel in a petrol vehicle like discussed in part 1. By negative words we mean words that are not aligned to the Word of God like the thoughts that Job had. Another thing to watch for is doubt, be sure of your identity and what God said, is saying and thinking or thinks about you and your situation. That was the attack that came to Adam, Eve, and Jesus. Adam and Eve failed to defend themselves, Genesis 3, but Jesus showed us how to defend excellently, Luke 4 1-12. To wrap this up, when you attack, you bring into effect things as a believer by utilizing the Word of God that you have believed in through continuous speech of it. Doing that empowers the Spirit of God to work on that Word to fruition. You defend by not giving in to fear and doubt as well as minding your confession and guarding your thoughts. That way you leave no room for the devil to operate in, Ephesians 4 27. The only attack that can befall you is one that you allow to come in through ignorance of his word and becoming convinced by fear and doubt.